Hi, this is Mimi. And this is Lee. And this is Getting Rich After Divorce. We're two divorced women who decided the best way to get rich was to embrace our entrepreneurial spirits and build our own business. To us, rich means the money in your bank account, but also the quality of your life, your experiences, and your personal well-being. You're here to overcome doubt, fear, burnout, and finally get unstuck to build a business you love and makes you rich. You also want to learn how to do all of this while navigating the challenges divorced women face. If that's you, stick with us. You're in the right place. Hi, this is Mimi. And this is Lee. And you are listening to Getting Rich After Divorce. Today on our very first episode in season one of Getting Rich After Divorce, we are going to talk about why divorced women face more challenges when they are building businesses and how divorced women can even that playing field. Yeah, there's going to be two points that we're going to be diving into. There'll probably be more because we like to talk about lots of different things we're bringing in, but the, the main points that we want to hit is there really is this invisible force that's making it challenging for you, and it has a name, the divorce gap. Yeah, exactly. It's good to know it has a name. And um, in, in terms of evening that playing field uh, so that we're not always living at the mercy of the divorce gap, we want to talk about um, taking action and specifically game changer action. Yeah, I always like to have a plan. Yeah, and then we're gonna, you know, we, we always like to kind of end by connecting. We're gonna connect, why are we connecting these two things, divorce gap, game changer, action? Why did we pair these two items together? <laughs> yeah, that's good. So, so Lee, why don't you dive in? Like, why don't you jump into what is the divorce gap? And even share like for you, you know, where did you see that play out in your life? Right. So I got divorced like over a decade ago. So it's been a while. So, you know, I don't feel like this anymore. I just want to point out. So if you're early on in your divorce journey, I don't want you to feel like this is something you live with all the time forever. Um, I no longer really feel this at all. Um, occasionally, occasionally, but it's more of a mental game, you know, a mental thing in my head. So the way it came up is when I first got divorced, it, I, I became aware, it almost felt like this invisible force around me that I couldn't put my finger on. There were things, little things like when I had to move with the kids to a different house, um, but we were renting instead of owning, um, I was treated very differently suddenly. Like I was accustomed to the power company just being like, yeah, we'll hook up your power, you know, no problem, ma'am. And, and then suddenly I'm single, I don't have a job, you know, they can't get those kind of things from me, you know, to back up, you know, how I'm going to pay for all this stuff. And suddenly I'm treated very, that's just one little example, but it's everywhere, it's pervasive. And I started to feel funny about it because I couldn't name it. I didn't know if it was real. I didn't know if I was just feeling sorry for myself. And I just decided for me to move forward, I just had to tell myself it wasn't real, <laughs> but it is, it is real. And it's a relief actually all these years later to, to know all the research on it because now I know I, I wasn't imagining that. I was yeah. not imagining that. Yeah, it's, it is. And it can feel like a gap. Like there's this 
place where everybody else is, and then on the other side of the gap is where I am, and all of these little, I don't want to call them like microaggressions, but micro nuances to how you can mm -hmm. move forward with your credit, the longevity yes. of yeah. residency, yes. um, having a job. I mean, I was a working um, mom as my marriage was falling apart. I was the sole breadwinner. Um, so I didn't have you know all of those same things in place, but it's everybody's is different, right? Everybody's gap and what they're facing and what they're having to deal with is is totally different. And I think because um, I was a pretty strong and independent person, nobody understood what, that I had this big emotional gap between you know like yeah everything is crumbling and I was like super good at putting out a face like it's okay I've got it mm -hmm. and inside I was like I don't even know where to start I don't even know where to go next and the resources that I had nothing was geared like oh divorced woman <laughs> divorced, you know, is, is this where you are here let me help you this is what you need to understand and it's so many things that we're going to be covering over time in this podcast it's your confidence level is taking a hit. You know, your sense of um, identity, your sense of self-worth, beautiful topics, you know, for us to cover because as a divorced woman, they're real for you. Like, it isn't just that you're imagining these things. Yeah, I wanted to give like just one dropper full of statistic. I, I could hit you with a lot of statistics, but because we've got a whole file, <laughs> but just here's one. Um, and we'll put in the show notes the uh, resource. But um, according to this resource, the average woman suffers a 73% drop in her standard of living. And standard can encompass a lot of things. It's not necessarily only about the money. 73% drop in her standard of living after a divorce. Um, and the ex, her ex, on average, will enjoy a 40 Two percent, not drop, but improvement in the standard of living. Just, ah, <laughs> ah. <laughs> These things are going in opposite directions. And people right? will, culture will tell you, your friends, your family will be like, "Well, aren't things divided equally? Aren't?" And it's like, "Well, no, not really. Actually, we get down to the specifics. No, they're not. But suppose, in theory, yes. But there is definitely that gap, and people will reflect back to you and almost gaslight you." Even if it's like a book you're reading, maybe it's not an actual person talking to you, but you feel gaslit by culture, family law, that that's not actually happening, but it absolutely is happening. <laughs> and there are a lot of stats to back it up, actually. Yeah, and I think I think one of the things that we want you to understand is it's real and to acknowledge yeah. it. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're left in a place of um, confusion, which can keep you stuck, which can make you feel discouraged. It can make you feel like this isn't the path for me, you know. Um, being a solopreneur, even if you have a partner, which is mm -hmm. a beautiful thing, but, you know, I know many of you will be solopreneurs. Um, it's it's a mental game, you know. It's hard. There's a mm -hmm. lot of things that you're trying to do and juggle while also picking up the pieces of divorce. If you have mm -hmm. kids, right. you know, multiple homes, extra um, schedules that you're trying to juggle. So, you know, we want you to, what you need to know about the divorce camp is it's real, it exists, and that you can be okay even knowing that. But I think it's like a relief when Lee started first told me about it. I was like, phew. Yeah. And my whole, like, oh, that's what it is. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, to name the thing that's 
oppressing you, which, you know, there are different examples of this as society has grown, culture has grown and evolved. You know, there are points in time when an, an oppressive thing is named finally and it's talked about and it's such a huge relief. And so this divorce gap thing we're hoping for you is a huge relief just to know about it if you don't know about it because it's there. And um, so there's the economic piece of it, which most people think of that, like how property is divided and people's income levels. But there's there, Mimi mentioned the head gamey part, the head trippy part. And so here's what we've noticed in working with thousands of divorced women because we poll and survey and talk to them personally and you know they've been our clients. Um, we'll kind of go quickly through this list, but then talk about like which one impacted us the most. Oh, which yeah, one... yeah. This is fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to kind of blow through the list and then we'll talk about it. Um, but divorced women are more likely to feel internally the following things. And so just imagine you as a businesswoman, you, you're doing this big, bold, brave thing of starting a business, which is scary in and of itself. If you're more likely to suffer the things internally that we're going to talk about, you're not on an even playing field, but we can, this is all figure outable and fixable. So we're going to get to that part. So I don't want you to get depressed, but the, the, here's the list. A divorced woman is more likely to feel a poorer self-image and self-esteem. It's not that other women don't, but a divorced woman has been through a trauma. It's directly impacted how people view her. You know, especially somebody she wants love. You know, you so you have worse self-esteem, worse self-image, and and this fluctuates. It's not like it's always that way, or it's always super low. It, it you know can fluctuate. Um, suffering financial turmoil and uncertainty is that feeling of uncertainty internally, not necessarily what's going on outside of you. Um, Full-blown burnout, just full-on burnout, which is can be quite severe. Depends. You, know, you can have levels of burnout. Um, just want to say, we will do a podcast oh, episode on yes. almost everything Lee is mentioning <laughs> right. out there. But, yeah. you know, bur burnout is real. Oh, yeah. And it's more than yeah. just like, oh, I'm so busy. Yeah, no, yeah. that's not burnout. Burnout includes that, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, we, could t we can talk about some burnout. Um, I, that's been one of my problems. Um, cyclically, I, I can go into burnout. But um, lack of hope. So again, this, you might not feel like this all day long. You might be like, no, I'm a hopeful glass full person, glass half full person, which I personally am. But you can slump into hopelessness more easily than someone who's married, typically, on average. Um, pessimistic thinking patterns. So just a tendency to be suspicious, cautious, overly pessimistic about how things might work out. Um, there's this thing we call rearview mirror syndrome, like always looking back at what did happen. And it's just a mind thing you just have to correct. So you're looking forward again, but that can be hard if you're trying to start a business and you're always like, your brain's always like, let's look backward. Yeah. And you know? I think, I think for divorce women, that one is particularly true Yeah, because you are always trying to figure out what went wrong why did it happen um even if you're the one that wanted the divorce you know it's like how did this relationship that i entered in so hopefully fall apart and so you want to have this beautiful closure aha moment oh that's what it was great i can deal with that i can talk to my therapist about that and i can move forward so it's like mm -hmm. you may never get that and you still have to be moving forward or you may be working on that and you still have to move forward right right yeah 
Exactly. You have to keep living. And then if you want to be a solopreneur, entrepreneur, own a business where you hire people, whatever, you've got to be doing all the high level skill and energy that it takes to do that and deal with all this other stuff that we're talking about. Um, not understanding what adequate self-care is. This is something I feel like we're still learning and Mimi and I are experts in teaching about it, but we, we still are like working on this yeah. in our own lives. Um, and not and, and if you don't know what adequate self-care is, you know, as Mimi always says, just big chance you're not getting adequate self-care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's if you think like that's a luxury and I don't have time for it, then you really need it. Like that's what I you know to be. I was like, oh, I don't know what it is, and I'm sure I don't have time for it. So yeah, <laughs> just forget about it. Not for me. <laughs> Big mistake. Yeah. Big mistake. Yeah. Um, delayed pursuit of life dreams. This is something a divorced woman, like all women, can do this to a degree, or they're more likely to than a man. But a divorced woman is even more likely to kick the can down the road and just not pursue her big life dreams, especially something like starting a business or really growing a business, taking the time and energy to grow a business from one level to the next takes, you know, as you guys know, a lot. Um, and then divorced women are more likely to give up too early if they do pursue their dreams and it gets hard and they get burned out and, you know, some of this other stuff kicks in, you know, some of the other things we've mentioned, then, you know, it's easier for a divorced woman to just be like, you know, this is not working and it's not worth it and I'm too tired. Yeah, yeah. We've had a lot of women say, I just don't want to fail at something else. Yeah, like right. they're stuck in the idea that their divorce was a failure. Yeah. You know, instead of like, this was a big, beautiful thing that even though it wasn't what I wanted, mm. you know, it's going to help me get to this amazing future that I'm looking forward to. Right, right. So don't give up, guys. And then <laughs> um, imposter syndrome is huge. A divorced woman's, you know, all women can suffer from this, you know, but so we don't want to take away from that. All women do, but um, divorced women, this is stronger. We can, you know, arguably it's a little more pronounced. Um, unclear priorities, just not knowing if you're, especially if you're a single mom or you also are still carrying a day job, where do I put my energy? What do I do next? And then it gets very murky and it's just hard to know what decision to make, frankly, or how to take that action we were talking about. Um, time deficit syndrome, just the constant feeling like there's never enough time. If only I had more time, 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 time. Yeah, that gets a lot too with like the delay, right? It's like this idea that there's going to be this perfect moment when you know, yeah. I've got time and everybody else is settled and I have clarity about mm -hmm. what I want and like that moment does not exist. Take it from us. Yeah. It, does, it just doesn't. You think, oh, the kids, when the kids go off to college, well, that just, I hate to burst your bubble, but mm -mm. that is not necessarily when your life slows down. Because <laughs> Mimi and I, and for totally different reasons, have learned that's yeah. not necessarily when your life gets simpler. Um, so you've got to, you know, we can talk about how to, we're going to have, again, podcasts on all these topics, but time management, how you decide, make, prioritize, all that stuff is so important to have ways to learn how to do it and to have a, a sympathetic, empathetic group of people to, who understand that you're not, that you are, you do suffer a divorce gap and you are healing from some stuff and we're not going to just lecture at you. <laughs> You know, that you've got to buck up and do, you know, it's hard. It's legit hard to do all this, you know, to run a company, grow a company, 
you know, sell to customers and deal with all this stuff. And then um, last but not least, by no means least, <laughs> is caretaker syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's where you just have to set some clear boundaries moving forward. We'll talk more about that. You know, yeah. we'll be talking about that a lot, caretaker syndrome. Yeah. And I, and I just want to say, like, you're like, oh, I had so much of this before I even got divorced. You know, like, I have friends that aren't divorced and they're having these same issues mm -hmm. and 100% true, right? None of the things like feeling like you don't have time, you know, being stuck caretaker, especially if you are in the generation that's caring for both, you know, um, older family members and younger family members, you know, wherever it is. Yeah, everybody is dealing with these same things. But as a divorced woman, they're just amplified because on top of that, you're dealing with the trauma of divorce and picking yourself up and reconnecting to who you are. Like, remember... Remember that kick-ass woman in her 20s and her hopes? Like, let's bring all of those forward. So these are all things that everybody shares. You know, they're issues that every entrepreneur and human may be facing at some point. But just know that as a divorced woman, part of that divorce gap is all of these things are a little bit amplified for you. Yes. And, again, another piece of that is... it. it a few years ago, especially early on in my divorce, I might have been more hesitant to own some of those things. I would have kind of held fast to, oh, I'm a glass half full. No, I don't feel that way. But if if you really start to go a little deeper, there's some stuff there in pockets of your life, in little pockets where you may not look at it, that some of the stuff is holding you back in ways you may not even realize. And I don't say that to be depressing, but it's good to kind of, it's like finding weeds in your garden that you can pull so they're not choking off, you know, the growth of your garden. You want to be able to admit to yourself that you do have some of these somewhere. Maybe not all of them, maybe just one or two, but there are some things in here that would be worth looking at so you can weed that garden. Yeah. So, Stephen, <laughs> oh, we didn't even have on the list. It just popped into my head. is perfectionism. Oh, my gosh. Why didn't we have that on the <laughs> Yeah. So that's one of the things that we know yeah. for a divorced yeah. woman. It's like, yeah. um, I know when my marriage was ending, that's when I was working hardest to make it look as though everything was okay. Oh, my God, yes. You, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah. that's when I wanted, and mm -hmm. I'm not a natural housekeeper, like, Wife tendencies and homekeeping tendencies were not for me, but that's when I was like, oh, you know, everything else may be falling apart, but my house is vacuumed. Mm -hmm. You know, like whatever it is, whatever services I had to hire, you know, my yard. I was tired of my neighbor coming over in the middle of the night and mowing my yard. True story. <laughs> you know, so I was like, I gotta, you gotta get it together, girl. And um, so, yeah, this idea of everything has to be perfect, you know, like do it messy. That's what, yeah. you know, has really become sort of a mantra in my brain. Like, yeah, I would love it if it was right and perfect the first time, but really mm -hmm. I just want to do it. And that's kind of, you know, what's leading into the next point is the way that you overcome the divorce gap and this list of things that we just have, you know, waded through is to take action, mm -hmm. is to... You know, and not just any action, right, Lee? Definitely not any action. And that's where divorced women can get stalled out or, or even burned out is just taking, taking action. Take action, take action, you know, just fast, 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 keep doing stuff. Um, but without a plan, without priorities, without boundaries, without knowledge about what's more likely to work and be productive and fruitful, 
you can just kill yourself taking action and yeah. still not get anywhere. Yeah. Which is frustrating. Yeah. And I can just remember like almost like pride, right? Oh, I'm so busy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I can't take on anything else because I'm like so busy. I'm so doing all busy. these things yeah. and, mm -hmm. you know, I was list obsessed, right? Mm -hmm. I'm checking all these things off my list. So everything must be okay. And I must be making progress. But a lot of the things I was putting on my list were, were not the things that needed to be on my list. Yeah, and we have in our business, from a business perspective, we have certain projects and little things that we love. Like, Mimi and I can go down total rabbit holes. Like, oh, let's just, let's work on that front page of the workbook, and we will spend two valuable work hours. Like, what about this color? Oh, what do you, do you like this font? And we'll spend this weekend if we let ourselves. Oh, fonts. Fonts are yeah, colors. Colors are my thing. Fonts are Mimi's, but we yeah. will spend some time if we allow it. And it is okay to do stuff you love. That is something that is like a relief. We can just like, oh, let's just work on this. But we have also in the past definitely made the mistake of doing the equivalent of busy work in our business that didn't move us, didn't move our revenue forward or up. And so then we had to learn how to change that dynamic. How do we not just do busy work or stuff we like? How do we balance the stuff we like with the stuff we don't love as much? And, you know, how do we deal with this so that we move the business forward? <laughs> and that comes with knowing what a game changer action is. What is a game changer action, Mimi? <laughs> So game changer actions, it depends on where you are in your business, right? So if you're just starting out, game changer actions can be, you know, getting your domain and your website set up if that's something that your business needs. Uh, getting a coaching certification if that's something that your business needs. Like, are these things that are moving your your business down the road, you know? Um, so it either has got to be moving your business forward. It's got to be an action that's bringing customers in. Or it needs to be an action that's making money. Yeah. You know, like it It can't just be, oh, here's some administrative tasks. Those are going to happen and you're going to have to do them. But those come after these game changer actions. Right. And and Mimi brings up, like I personally have gotten several coaching certifications. I went on to get a master level coach certification. And then beyond that, I got this other one that's, you know, with another organization that, you know, is trying to standardize what coaches do in the industry. So it seemed important, but at the same time, I was in parallel to that building businesses. And definitely what I've seen a lot of coaches do, really talented coaches too, like coaches that I would love for them to be my coach, uh, but they don't have a business yet. You know, people I went, you know, to my first certification many years ago might not still really be up and running their business because... Um, it's hard. It's challenging. Yeah. And also there's this trap that um, anybody can fall, not just coaches, where you think you just need one more certification. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like that shiny object that's out there. Like, mm -hmm. oh, this is the tool. You mm -hmm. know, oh, this is the research I need to do. This is what I need to learn first. Um, which all of that might be true, right? Mm -hmm. But it still needs to be moving your business. Yeah, forward. and you can build your business. In fact, we have a student from our beta group with a new program we have where um, 
she just took off like a rocket. She had only just begun to think about getting her coaching certification and starting a business. And she started our beta program where we were testing, you know, what we were doing. And she just was like, and, and started the business even before she started the program to get her certification. So she's doing it the way I like to see it. Like do it in parallel. Like, you know, you will get you know, faster results and, and probably stay in the game longer because so you'll too. see the, that you are getting results. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, so game changer actions. And, you know, it's, we teach whole courses on game changer actions, you know, it's, it's, um, but what would be like some of, how would you know, Mimi, that you're taking a game changer action as opposed to any, how would you measure that? Or how would they know? Oh yeah, that's, this is a game changer action. I think it's, to me, is like, is it actually within your business as a whole? Like, is this something that's taking my business from where it is now to the next step? You know, it can be bolstering the business for sure. You know, it can be enhancing the business. You know, it, and a lot of it is going to depend on where, on where you are in your journey. Yeah. You know, like, where are you just in the idea phase of it? You know, the, the game changer action might be, you know, really getting super clear about your customer and actually talking to someone, you know? So it's like, often a game changer action is going to involve more than you sitting in your office <laughs> which is here, but it's like looking reaching at fonts. out, to, yeah. looking at font, still very important, still very you know, but it's like, am I talking to my customer, yeah. you know, is, is this an action that if I didn't do it, like my business would collapse, mm -hmm. um, yeah. but I think, I think that also is like part gut, right, like mm -hmm. am I just stalling, am I doing this now because I don't want to do the thing, Ooh, you know, that's you good, know. Mimi. The question they could you could ask yourself, guys, is sorry. I'm trying not. I'm trying to coach myself not to say guys because we are indeed talking to women. But it's just <laughs> like a habit, so I'll, I'll work on that. But a question they could be asking is, you know, is this going to move my business forward? Is this just? Am I stalling? So is this going to move the business forward for real, like in a measurable way? Am I stalling? What's another good question they could? Um, I think is is this a general revenue generating action? Yes, that's, that's that's always a good one. That's a good one. That's one that women avoid too. I see a lot of people, even if they get their businesses up and running. Um, it's so easy, to, especially as a coach or a teacher or a consultant, to get in more involved in your product line and um, building that and working with clients, which is all good stuff. <laughs> it's all really good stuff. There's nothing wrong yeah, with it. Yeah, I mean, you have to create a product, yeah, yeah, right? So, yeah. But the creative phase is super, I mean, for me, yeah, that's like yeah. super fun. Like I could just sit back and create all day. Oh, we love that. Yeah, we you can know, do that. But forever. at some point I actually yeah. have to find a client and I have to ask for the sale and then you yeah. have to have a transaction. You know, right. Businesses are transactional. It's a so, transaction. So, you know, it really is something that it's nuanced and, and you will learn it as you go along. And I think having community, you know, there's, I have so many business friends that are solopreneurs and do it all on their own. I have my very first business as a solopreneur and it's hard, yeah. you know, it's like, I like having somebody to bounce it back, you know, Lee and I both have individual businesses, um, mm -hmm. and as we started talking to each other about each 
business we were doing, it's like, okay, so what are you doing? Like, what action yeah. are you taking this week? We didn't mm -hmm. even know that we were sort of holding each other accountable and mm -hmm. encouraging and supporting each other. And then both of those businesses really took off. So I think community is super community. helpful. They, yeah. they, can, they can let you know whether you're stalling mm -hmm. or whether your actions are game changer. Yeah, to be with people who um, are in the same, like they're doing a similar thing. They're also starting or building a business um, because it's different if you're just talking to a best friend who's never had a business or, you know, very different kind of life, they can want what's best for you and they can care about you, but they, they're not necessarily giving you the kind of support and accountability you need to move forward. And they may not understand the mindset of a solopreneur or even a divorce woman, a divorce woman solopreneur for that matter. And so... Sometimes people can say well-intended things like friends and family and it can sound logical, but it can also be hurtful and damaging and stop you in your tracks sometimes. Yeah, they can do it and you can do it to yourself. Yeah, yeah, you can totally do it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, you don't need help always yeah, to do you that. Yeah, don't always need help to yeah. do that. But yeah, so there's like, there's this invisible force field, there's this divorce gap that you, that's real. Mm -hmm. Just own that there are things that are, and you know, if you're a woman of color or, you know, an other, you know, any other group that's been marginalized, these mm -hmm. things are, you know, amplified because there's all, there's so many gaps now. There's so many gaps. Wealth yeah. gaps. Yeah. There's salary gaps. and These invisible force fields that are like real structures in our culture that we don't even realize are there, are indeed there. So if you're in a marginalized group and a divorced woman, you know, I I would be funny and say you're screwed. You're not actually screwed because you can. That's why we're here. We 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 can talk to you about how we've overcome you know these gaps, this invisible force and in culture that seems to hold you back a little bit, it, or it becomes internalized too. Like you said, we can do it to ourselves, um, but. So that it's real if you feel like it's harder for you or you just don't have the energy or the time. Those feelings are very real, the reasons why you feel that way. And you can still succeed. And you can still learn how to figure out workarounds. How do you work with that? How do you learn to feel better internally and get more confidence? How do you get more clarity? These are all things we're going to talk about in this season and um, we wanted to start with game changer actions because there's, to us, there's such a clear connection between feeling like there's this big gap that holds you back and then your ability to take action. And, and not just action, but a really good action that's going to move you forward. There's a direct connection, at least in our eyes. I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully you guys can see the connection there. And um, I love the questions Mimi started to come up with, like, for game changer action to help you start to move through your any business stalls um, or stuckness, um, but you're 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 still motivated to move forward, and you want to pick an activity. It's, you could ask, like, what what's the thing I could do today? Maybe it's even a small thing that would absolutely move me forward. And, and the smaller, the better, if you're really, really stuck. Um, you know, what's the smallest thing I could do? What would take me five minutes that would move 
my business forward. Yeah, and then you just build momentum from there. Yeah. Um, and I just want to say that same, the reason that you can, we are confident that you can, you know, buck this trend and that you can be successful and you can move forward because it's that same energy that got you out of your divorce and sitting in this place where I'm ready to start a business mm -hmm. or I've started a business and I'm ready to really up-level it, mm -hmm. you know, to the next thing. Like, that, like, gumption that's in you, that, like, I can do this, um, I'm listening to this, I'm learning, my next step is going to be six figures and beyond, you know, it's, you've already gotten this far, like, you've gotten over the first real big hurdle and decided, like, this is for me, like, sometimes we see other women, are like, I don't know it's for me, but it, this is for me, like, I want yeah. to just really to own that. Yeah, yeah, and I... I don't even know you, but I'm so proud of you for just deciding to start a business yeah. or having you know, been doing it already and you're divorced. We know what that takes. Um, give yourself credit. Uh, it's a big deal. It really is a big yeah. deal. Yeah. My, I was with my daughter this weekend and she said, Mom, what do you want for this business? I said, it's what I always want. I want every woman to have her own financial independence and owning a business is an amazing way you know, to do that and to have the freedom of your own money and your own time, perfect. That's right. Yeah, we're definitely on a mission to get um, independence, you know, via money for women and especially divorced women. Um, so we're, we're yeah. going to have episode two coming up soon. Yeah, thank you for joining yeah. us for our very first yeah. podcast. And um, we're going to be talking about a lot of the topics that we just touched on today um so a lot of it's going to be mindset based mm -hmm. but a lot of it's also going to be really practical mm -hmm. you know tactical actions that you can take to move your business forward yeah marketing you branding know, really, all that stuff yeah. yeah pricing we're going to get into all the juicy business topics too along with mindset and today um we have some downloads for you so we'll have them uh, in the show notes or in the description, whether you're on YouTube watching this or on a podcast platform, uh, look in the show notes or the description and we'll have some download. Um, right now we've got some checklists that will help you focus on, you know, there are two. One is called Business Kickstarter Checklist which will help you understand what you need to be focusing on to start your business in a very solid way that's more likely to help you succeed and stay in business. And we also have a checklist for those of you who want to up-level to six figures and beyond. Uh, you've already been in business. Um, what can you focus on? How can you get to the next level? You know, what... It's really how you focus those actions, taking those game cha yeah, changer actions. Yeah. These are chock full of game changer actions. <laughs> yes, right. So, and, and really like focus. Um, and, and so, yeah, so find the downloads. Uh, we're so glad you're here, and we'll talk to you in episode two. Thank you for listening to Getting Rich After Divorce. We're so happy you were here. We truly value each and every one of you. Yes, um, we, we sure do. And be sure to subscribe to us wherever you're catching us, whether it's on, you know, through a podcast platform or on YouTube. Uh, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating if you feel like you deserve that. Um, and, and join our community so you get updates and, and stick with us.